There's a wonderful little treasure in the New Testament. It's called the book of James. And in this book, we read that we are called as followers of Jesus, as followers of Yeshua, the Messiah, to live the righteous life that God desires. How do we do that? What does that look like on a daily basis? That's the point of discussion in today's daily devotional, and I'm glad you're here. I'm Brian Sussman, and this is the Another Chance Podcast. Well, thanks for joining me, everyone. We're talking about Christianity, our relationship with the Lord Jesus as a lifestyle. It's not a religion. It's not something we put on on Sunday. It's, it's a lifestyle. We wake up in this lifestyle. We go to sleep in this lifestyle. And as we learn more about this lifestyle... And as we learn that only God's Holy Spirit, his Ruach HaKodesh, as the Holy Spirit is known in Hebrew, only his Holy Spirit residing inside of us can enable us, empower us, equip us to live this wonderful life. So I'm in the book of Ephesians this time, chapter 5. In our last Another Chance podcast, we were in episode uh, episode 24. We were in Ephesians chapter 4. Now we're in the next chapter, chapter 5. The Apostle Paul, who prior to his conversion was known as Pharisee Saul, uh, a very well-known religious Jewish scholar, uh, had an encounter with Messiah Jesus, and his life was forever changed. He was persecuted for his faith after receiving the Lord, and now he's writing this letter, the the book of Ephesians, he's writing this from prison. And so listen to what this man is saying. He's saying, follow God's example, this is verse 1, therefore as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Now, people from that era would know about fragrant offerings and sacrifices because they knew of the temple in Jerusalem, and they knew of Jewish practices which involved fragrant offerings and sacrifices. But you see, that was the thing about Jesus. He was the ultimate sacrifice. He gave himself up to be brutally beaten by the Romans and hung on a cross and died. And then after he died, he rose from the dead. (laughs) And upon him rising from the dead and eventually ascending to be with Father in heaven, uh, the Holy Spirit came down and met us all individually. All who are called by his name now have the Holy Spirit in us. So let's continue here before I get too far off track. Walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us, gave, uh, loved us and gave himself up as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. I guess I have to stop again because verse 1 says, Therefore, as dearly loved children... 
This conjunction indicates that this passage is a continuation from the previous chapter, which we discussed last time, where we learned that our misconduct actually grieves the Holy Spirit of God. It's in chapter 4, verse 30. So when we goof up, or worse, we are grieving the Holy Spirit, which is in us. The Spirit of God is saying, no, why are you doing this? I wanted you to do it. I wanted you to do it this way. You didn't have to do it that way. I had it all figured out for you, and then you decided to lie to cover your tracks. I had it all figured out for you, and then then anger rose up. You didn't have to get angry. I would have taken care of the situation. This is what this is the daily struggle we're in on a regular basis. No, no, no. You didn't have to fudge on your taxes. I, I would have been able to provide the money for you. No, no, no. You didn't have to lie to your mother or your father or fathers and mothers. You didn't have to lie to your children. No, I, I had it all figured out. See, that's, that's the grieving of the Holy Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit is placed in each one of us upon our confession of faith in Jesus as Lord. And the Holy Spirit is there to guide us and empower us to live this righteous life. <laughs> oh. We don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. Let's go to verse 2. Verse 2 admonishes us to walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. This verse refers to Jesus' death on the cross. The fragrant offering. Oh, it looked it looked messy. It looked awful. It looked... We can't even imagine. But it was a fragrant offering to the Lord. It was a sacrifice to God. And it served as the ultimate sacrifice for our sins, past sins, present sins, future sins. I mean, with that in mind, we're bulletproof, my friends. Really. However, however, we don't want cheap grace. Oh, I can sin this one time because God will forgive me. We've all done that. Hello. We've all, my hand's higher than the rest of yours. But that grieves the Holy Spirit. We want to walk in his ways. And, and friends, when we're walking in the way of love, we're in sync with the Spirit. We're in sync with the Spirit. And therefore, the fruit of the Spirit is manifest in our lives. What is the fruit of the Spirit? It's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's patience, it's kindness and goodness. And oftentimes when people repeat the, to you the, the fruits of the Spirit, they'll say love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and so on. Well, let's, let's don't forget gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. But notice the first of these fruits is love. And then they build upon one another. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. You know, if you're going to be good, you're going to be gentle. And if you're going to be gentle, you're probably going to be faithful. And if you can abide by all of these things on a daily basis in your life, you're going to be a woman. You're going to be a man of self-control. 
But the first of these fruits is love. It starts with love. It starts with love. And I've noticed this over the years. I've seen so many people who I have known who have become followers of Jesus, and I knew them B.C., before Christ. And love was not even on their agenda. And it's amazing how God is able to change their hearts so that they end up becoming people of love. Oh, my gosh, talk about the miracles. Now, let's focus in on how the Word of God plainly illustrates what is and is not acceptable for the Christian to participate in. I'm going to go to verses 4 through 10. There should not be obscenity. I've had friends of mine describe themselves as cussing Christians. Listen, I can put up with that for a while, but that shouldn't be your lifestyle. That was the first thing I noticed, by the way, when I became a believer. It was several weeks after I prayed to receive the Lord Jesus as my Savior, and I realized, wait a second, I'm not cussing anymore. What happened? Uh, now, do I occasionally slip up? <clears throat> uh, yes, I do. But that just proves that I'm a work in progress. Not cheap grace, not cheap grace. Work in progress. Big difference. Cheap grace is to say, I'm a cussing Christian, you just keep on cussing. Making no effort to clean that part of your body, up, part of your being up. Because what does the Bible say? Why is this a big deal? Out of your mouth flows the abundance of your heart. God's changing your heart. Change my heart, O oh Lord. Make it ever new. That's the old song. He's changing your heart. And that's going to be evident by the language coming out of your mouth. Well, in fact, let's continue in verse 4. There should be no obscenity, no foolish talk or coarse joking, which are out of place but rather thanksgiving. I love to be around brothers and sisters in Christ who, when in a jam, when things didn't go their way, when it doesn't look good, they're still able to thank the Lord. Verse 5, I want to be one of those, one of those people. How about you? Of course you do. Yes, yes, we want to be there together. Verse 5, for of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, impure, or greedy person, such a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of God, uh, kingdom of Christ and of God. Friends, we don't want to be immoral, impure, greedy. No, we're not immoral, impure, or greedy. God has saved us. We have an inheritance in the kingdom of God. We want to live like it. Let no one deceive you with empty words, verse 6, for because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Oh, yes, even the believer. Uh, in Yiddish, we call it pachetachas. You're going to get a slap on the butt occasionally from the Lord. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm laughing, but he's, he's our father, and he does that occasionally to us, just like you would properly discipline a child he properly disciplines us when we need it to teach us a lesson to to make us realize there was no cheap grace 
We are his. And even in those moments where it didn't work out like we thought it should, we're being disciplined to say, oh, thank you, God. I am so unworthy, but you are so worthy. Thank you for caring for me. And I will learn from this error because I just want to be more like you. So continuing here, um, for once you were in darkness, but now you are in the light. Friends, you were there was, before you came to know the Lord, you were in darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light, it says here. Verse 9, for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Find out what pleases the Lord. You want to know what pleases the Lord? Read his word. And then verse 11, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. This is... This is where the rubber meets the road. This is where people become black belt Christians, so to speak. I want to be that person. How about you? Of course you do. That's why you're listening to this podcast. I just want to remind you of something here. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 through 8. This is uh, John writing, obviously, in this epistle, First John, he says, This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you. This is the message we have heard from Jesus and declare to you. This is John, the disciple that was described as the one who Jesus loved. This is John, the one who was charged with taking care of Jesus' earthly mom, Mary. Right? This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us of all sin. And then he goes on, he goes on to naysayers. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But, oh, what a beautiful, what a beautiful verse this is. Are you ready? If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then finally, the capper here. If we say that we've not sinned, we make him, Jesus, out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. Friends, let's walk wisely. Let's walk as those who have been called of God to follow the Son all those disciples, including John, Jesus called them before they, before they ever accepted him. He called them. He has called you, my friend, because he loves you. He's got an awesome plan for your life. And oh, talk about this life. Well, how about the next life to come? Eternal life. 
eternal life in him. Let's pray. Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for your plan for our lives. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for for forgiving us. (laughs) And thank you that we have eternal life in your kingdom to come. God, you are awesome. We are so unworthy. Help us, Holy Spirit, to live the life worthy of being a child of the King. In Jesus' name, in Yeshua's name, we say this together. Amen. This is the Another Chance Podcast. I hope you have been encouraged, and I hope you have been equipped, and I hope you will join me next time for the next episode. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please share this with a friend. More on me at briansussman.com. Thanks for joining me. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America.